Welcome back to the Two Marks and a Spark Wrestling Podcast, the most inconsistent wrestling podcast in the world. Brought to you by ExpressVPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash spark to find out how to get your first three months free when you sign up for the 12-month package. Bryce, how you doing, bud? Uh, I've seen better days, but yeah, yeah at, least, at least we had a decent show to watch, you know? This was a really nice break from reality that me and you have been stuck in lately. Yeah, it seems like uh, our Dynamite is our, our break for the week. Like, because this wasn't a revolutionary episode of Dynamite or anything, but it was it was a necessary one, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you, you can't have, you know, the greatest every show big ever. name. You can't have the best show. You can't have every big name on every week. You got to kind of have your, you know, your decent show. And every this, now and then and this was and this an above was... average show all things considered there was no john moxley there was no andrade there was no mark henry so and they were on a different night so you know you can only do so much and this show went above and beyond any and all expectations once the jungle boy kenny omega fight got pulled off the card yeah um and we'll talk more about that in a minute but, but... This show opened up with a match that I didn't know was happening tonight, which was Christian Cage versus on Helico. And if on Helico didn't have a star making performance in this match, I don't know what it happened was. There. He was wonderful. There's a few matches that I, that weren't announced. I feel like, uh, Th- they were announced. I looked back and they announced Christian Cage and on Helico and they, uh, maybe, maybe they did. I didn't see it, but then again, I didn't watch dynamite last week. So, you know, we've missed the last couple dynamites. <laughs> Normal reviews are going to get back on schedule here really soon. There's just been a lot going on, and we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up uh, that I I don't want to talk about too much yet because I don't have dates on it yet, but there's a lot happening that's going to be really awesome in the next month or two. So stay tuned because there's a lot about to happen all at once here. Yeah, exciting stuff. Um, But yeah, Christian Cage and Angelico. Speaking of exciting, this match didn't stop. This, yeah, this went on way longer than I expected it to, and I was really happy about it. It needed every minute that it had, though, because they told a story here, and they told it effectively, and Christian Cage is so damn good at making people look good, even when he wins. Yeah, and Angelico did fantastic. He really gave it his all during this match. He needed to do himself some favors in this match, and he did it. 100%. I hope that this something comes out of this. Even Cause... even if on Helico lost, like, because the promo Matt Hardy cut before this match was the best promo Matt Hardy has cut in months. Yeah. And I feel like this was Matt Hardy's best show in a while, and he didn't even do anything. <laughs> yeah. Matt Hardy's been kind of in a rough spot. But if well, they're going to start putting him with TH2, who me and you have talked about on the show a couple of times, is probably the worst case scenario for a team in AEW. Like, these guys are both really good. Wonderful. Both Jack Evans and Angelico are really good, and they're just not used properly. And now I get it. Their tag division is just absolutely cramped. But, and you know, you can't use everybody the right way. Especially when you got the young bucks running around with the belts crushing every tag team in the division. Except for tonight. Except for tonight. But 
it was it was a little different. You're gonna tonight. have to get us through the next like segment and a half because I was uh, out of state for a part of this show, literally. Oh, so did you see the Tony Schiavone interview? No, this is right. I so fun story, folks. Um, we had to make a run about 25 miles away from Fargo tonight into the Minnesota area. So I didn't see the Cody Rhodes segment. I did see a good majority of the rest of the show, but I just didn't see the Tony Schiavone segment with Cody Rhodes. Well, all you need to know about this is that Arn Anderson's son, Brock Anderson is going to be on dynamite next week in, you know, in the ring. So Brock did go to AEW, just not Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yes, Ben. Yes. And, gotcha. you know, we're going to, we're, we're going to see how that goes, but pretty much all that really happened is, it's Arn Anderson's son. He's going to be good. Yeah. He came out. QT talks some smack. Uh, Marshall challenged Cody Rhodes. I thought to we were going to have like a Southern strap match or something. S- some strap match. I don't remember exactly when it's going to happen, There's but a that's a thing. There's specials coming up too. We've got Road Rage on July 7th. Fighter Fest on the 14th and the 21st, and then Fight for the Fallen, I do believe, is that first week in August? Yeah. The match is going to be on one of those shows. I don't remember it's which on one. Road Rage. Road Rage. Okay. But um, after that, Cody takes off his belt. QT jumps out of the ring. QT breaks out his belt. And QT climbs in the ring and basically slaps Arn Anderson over the back with his belt. And then he walked away. And that was pretty much the whole segment. Are they starting to make us care about QT Marshall? Am I crazy here? I, it's growing on me a bit. Well, because QT, for all his faults, is a very good wrestler. Yeah, he is. And I love the people in the factory. So, like, I didn't like the angle at first, but, you know, they're starting to kind of elevate it a bit. And I think they need I'll to involve Lee Johnson a little more. Maybe have him versus QT or something. I don't know. Right. Well, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Because I've said it before, but I think Lee Johnson is probably the best young talent they have other than Anna Jay. Yeah. So that was pretty much it for that Speaking segment. of really good, Eddie Kingston, Pac, and Penta against the Young Bucks. This match was really good. I think they should have saved this for the end of the show, personally. Yeah. I, I don't know why this went on second. I, I really don't. They have no reason to do this second. You'd think they'd keep their title matches, you know? On this wasn't even a title least. match. This was just a six-man tag, but damn, did it well, feel yeah, like a title match. Yeah, it re- really did. It was longer than I thought it would be. But, but Kingston, Pop, and Penta won, and the ending was a schmoz, because of course it was. And then your your best friend, Brandon Cutler, was in this match. And then Ooh. at the end, the entirety of the Elite was in the ring, except for Kenny Omega. We'll talk more about Kenny in a minute. And then out came Frankie Kazarian dressed like a hooded mongrel. Yep. <laughs> kind of like the <laughs> new he... look for Frankie, though. He looks rough. I kind of like it. It fits the it fits the storyline, him looking disheveled a little bit. Yeah, I agree. But he came out, did some work on Doc Anderson. Or... Doc Gallows. Doc Gallows, sorry. I'm, I'm a dummy. Again, we're having some, a bad night, guys. Yeah, yeah. Did some work on them, you know, booted everyone else out of the ring, and that that was pretty much it. 
And then we had, in my mind, the best segment on the show. Oh, absolutely. The pinnacle, right up in a limo at the start of the show. And then they come out later and cut a promo. And Cash and Dax have never cut a good promo in their lives, but tonight they managed to do it. Yeah, they they, they cut a decent promo. Uh, Spears gave a good promo. Wardlow gave a surprisingly decent promo as well. Pretty much everyone gave a good promo. And, of course, MGF gave the best one. But, you know, that's... And then, Jer- and then you hear Chris Jericho's voice. You don't know where the hell he is, but you hear his voice. And then they absolutely annihilate this limo, and it ends with Jake Hager driving a forklift into the limo. This was and fantastic. Then lift- and then lifting it up. This just, was great. Destroying it. D- yeah, this, it was- this was great. And then they all climbed on the back of the forklift, and they all drove away together. <laughs> Flipping the bird. Flipping the bird. Have I this ever mentioned that I love this show? Oh, this this was this was good. This was a good break in the action. I, For I, I a absolutely love not this. so special dynamite. This show made me smile. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like moments that you you just couldn't help but smile during. Uh, a moment that didn't make me smile was Darby Allen telling Sting to stay home. He's not replacing him in the upcoming match with uh, Sky and Ethan, which I guess is going to be a handicap match now next week. They are not splitting these guys up. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand the point of this. I get it. They're trying to make you feel like, oh, no, Darby's going to turn his back on Sting. I don't think that's what's going to happen at all. No, it's probably it's it's, it's going to just end up making Darby look more like a one man army or whatever, which is what they want. And I get that, which is what they should do, because I get why they're doing it. I just don't like how they did it. Yeah, they, they, they could have gone about it a different way. I, I couldn't tell you how, just because this felt really sudden. And but it's probably because we missed something last week. May, maybe, you know, we didn't watch it. I don't think there was anything, because I feel like they would have mentioned it at some point. But regardless... Uh, somewhere uh, in here we got a promo for Andrade coming back next week. Did you yay. see that segment? Last week, did you catch that segment? With uh, Vicky Guerrero? Damn, does he look good or what? Oh, yeah. He looks, he looks, looks like, like he's a... in the best shape of his life. He Holy looks mackerel. like... He is he, massive. He looks like a million dollars. A lot of people were complaining about on Twitter about uh, Vicky Guerrero being the one that brought him out. That made so much sense, though. I Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, some of the the Twitter masses don't get it. Like, which is fine. She's Hispanic in Mexico. He was one of the biggest deals in Mexico before coming to WWE. He right. won every single belt you can win in CMLL. Mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero won almost every single belt you can win in CMLL. You get the point now, folks. Vicky Guerrero I... was married to Eddie Guerrero. I hope I just people need to there's some people that just need to kind of open their eyes a little bit. It is a callback. Yeah, I (laughs) people This isn't hard. People who don't watch a whole lot of wrestling wouldn't get it. I don't get it that much, but I know enough where I'm not gonna complain about it. 
What AEW is trying to make Andrade be like is they're trying to turn him into their Eddie Guerrero, which I'm all for that. Yes, Andrade is more than talented enough to do that. Maybe I love Andrade and AEW. I think it is a wonderful idea. Agreed, agreed. I'm I'm looking forward to it. There's going to be some good stuff that comes out from this. Right. And I don't know if he's going to win the AEW title. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. At, so, at some point. I won't be surprised if he ends up being the one to beat Kenny at this point. Especially if the thing at Triple Mania, which we still plan on watching at this point barring anything else going horribly wrong. If he beats Kenny at Triple Mania for the Triple A title, for the Mega title. That's going to shake things up. Who knows? We might be looking at Andrade as the AEW champion by September. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised. Everybody's saying it's going to be Hangman. I don't know that Hangman is ready. Yeah. I could see him holding the TNT belt before. Um, I love Hangman. I am one of Hangman's biggest advocates in terms of him having a very high place on the roster. And I think he should be a world champion at some point. But creatively right now, where would you go with that? Nowhere. There's just there's no there's no room to squeeze right now for that. Creatively, they've wrote themselves into a corner with this Kenny thing. And I get why Oops. they did it. I totally get it. Kenny is one of the biggest stars they have. It made no sense for anybody else to beat Moxley besides Omega. I understand that. Omega winning the world title when he did made 100% sense. And I've said that before. Kenny Omega winning the world title when he did from John Moxley and turning heel made 100% sense booking-wise. Mm-hmm. There was nowhere else you could go with that. Moxley had had his run with that title. I think he's winning it back. I do at it. some point, and I and I think his next run is going to be longer than his first one was. But this is this is just the situation we're in, and there's nothing we can really do about it. Now, do I think Kenny is the perfect fit for that title? No, because every time I see that title, I still think about John Moxley. Yeah, but that's just because he is such a big part of this company, and if. Now, do I think Kenny Omega wrestling in America is a great thing and has made the American wrestling product better? Yeah, you can't say it hasn't. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. him deciding to come over here was a big deal. Because he said he never would. And now we've learned he meant WWE, which makes sense. <laughs> Well, before he didn't have really any other options that would make sense. And we'll sense. talk more about WWE at the end of the show here. Well, I've got a lot to say about that. Get ready for a rant. Anyway. Then the well, next we, one, got, we have a we TNT got, title match. This poor evil Uno son of a bitch. I I didn't know this match was happening either. No, like, Why evil Uno of all people? They announced it. It's a Dark Order thing. I, I, I get they could have they could have they could have picked someone else in the Dark Order. Minus one? I don't know. Number 10? But then number 10 was later in the show. And I mean, number 10 is... Yes. Yes. But number 10 is definitely the best person in the faction. Unless you consider him part of the faction. 
And then... uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's still weird with that. That's still gray gray area. But I mean, for what it's worth, this match wasn't the worst. I didn't really have that much of an issue with it, considering that it was Evil Uno in a singles match with Miro, and it was a squash. For the most part, yeah. Uno got very little offense. Miro won with a camel clutch. It was over. Yeah, it it, it did make me hate my life. He he did what he could. There wasn't really what a he... bad per se match on this show. No. There wasn't Which is unusual. This, this there wasn't a match on the show where you're like, oh god, here we go. Because yeah. usually there's usually it feels like there's at least one. Oh, by the way, there's a takeover on Sunday. <laughs> I, I totally forgot about it. There's a takeover on Sunday? Yeah, in your house. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Whatever. I haven't heard anything about NXT. Well, NXT is a bit of a cold product. <laughs> I, I just know that they brought back the million dollar championship. And it makes me happy. Kenny and Don cut a pretty good promo. Yeah. Um, Jungle Boy came out, said he talked too much, and then they brawled, and then out came the Young Bucks. Big surprise. It's kind of a predictable segment. Yeah. But, uh, you know, whatever, and I guess. And then we get Mark know. Sterling and Jade Cargill. This was great. Uh, I, I, keep, I keep forgetting that... That Mark Sterling is part of this with with Jade. This is great. I think these two are wonderful. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Mark Sterling is fantastic. He's 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 fun. He's great. I, if the goal I've... is to make him look like an absolute dweeb, they're doing it because it's working. He's the best dweeb that we have right now. Speaking of dweebs, Lance Archer. <laughs> absolutely who, killed Chandler Hopkins whoever who, that is who, who is Chandler he's probably like a dark jobber I don't know I feel like I've seen his name on the dark results before losing losing <laughs> but uh, <laughs> cool I guess then we it got a pretty good match like... with like uh Nyla Rose and Layla Hirsch this was great uh I didn't expect much from this match to tell you the truth oh Layla Hirsch is really good yeah I just kind of forgot that he, she was there. <laughs> but Layla Hirsch was great. Nyla Rose was pretty decent. So they put on a pretty good Nyla's match. Nyla's getting better in the ring every time, pretty much. Yeah. She's working hard. You can tell. But Nyla wins. Then we get to an unexpectedly productive tag match. Hangman Adam Page and Preston Vance against Team Taz, Brian Cage, and Powerhouse Hobbs that ended up just basically being a two-on-one. Uh... Because Brian Cage fucked off during the match. Because Ricky Stark slapped him. This whole thing. I love how they're turning Brian Cage face. I think it's genius. Because he's so over. Brian Cage is so good and over. He's We heard it a double or nothing. This guy is O-V-E-R. And the Terminator outfit got a pop and a half. I, I hope they do something with him. They need to. They really do. I know they might not, but I hope they do. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, speaking of people, I hope they do something with. Honestly, everyone's good except Hook. (laughs) We don't even know if Hook is good or not. He hasn't wrestled. That's true, I suppose. Hook could be a freaking 
sensation and we don't even know he's just kind of annoying right now because he hasn't done anything he comes in he does that like weird hand slide thing every now and then which the chop block the whatever i don't know what's called they say it every time he does it that just tells you how much i care (laughs) anyway If if i forget about it the second i see it oh good lord anyway Preston Vance gets the pin off a buckshot lariat from Hangman. Pins pins Hobbs. This show goes off the air. I'm smiling. This show was really good. That show felt like it went fast for me. This show felt like it was 30 minutes long. Honestly, it felt like it was 30 minutes. It felt like it was there and then it wasn't. Like a match commercial, match commercial. There wasn't a lot of picture in picture tonight. Like there was a significantly less number of picture in picture. There was a lot in uh, the uh, the six man tag. tag, the six man tag, which was a little upsetting, but that was pretty much it. They made you care about every match on this show in one way or another. Yeah, and uh, kudos to them for doing that because looking at this card without watching it, you really wouldn't think a whole lot of it. And if you weren't two AEW geeks like we are, no, we're just wrestling geeks. We're not even AEW geeks. We're just wrestling geeks. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you probably wouldn't love this show. But like, when when you when you consider everything else that's happening in like wrestling, this is this, this is good. <laughs> this is good because Raw is unwatchable. Oh, continues okay. to be so. Now, now, now I'm gonna get into the WWE stuff. Here's where I'm gonna get mad. Good. If you if you fuck. if you don't care about WWE, yeah, go d- ahead and turn, turn the show, the show off. off. Turn the show off. But we there's some there's some shit. Oh, good <laughs> lord! All right, you well, want to talk about the releases from like? Uh, like I heard some stuff. Lay it on me. I wasn't paying attention. Uh on June second, I guess it was. Wow, we haven't done a show since June 2nd? Holy shit. Doesn't feel like it. Anyway, feels longer, actually. I miss doing this show. Damn. We need to get back on this. Anyway. Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Ruby Riot, Lana, Santana Garrett, and Buddy Murphy all released. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, yeah, those releases. Yeah, I remember all of those. How could I take Buddy Murphy being released without fucking crying? Because or any of these people, really. Yeah. Riot's gone. Fucking Strowman's gone. Oh, my God. Even Lana had a good place on this roster for a long time when Rusev was there. And now she's gone. God damn it, I hate this company. Anyway, fucking... Look, I don't usually watch Raw, all right? And I didn't watch all of it on Monday. I couldn't get past the first 15 minutes, as most people couldn't. Raw Monday was a new low. And it ended... It's a new low every week. Well, yes, I know that. I understand that, Bryce. And I know, like, our reviews have been really late lately. But if you've been waiting for a rant... Well, here it is. So... Kofi, this poor son of a bitch, he beats Bobby Lashley on TV, right? What was that, two or three weeks ago? Yeah. Maybe a month ago now? And then fucking, what do they do? Everybody thinks, okay, Hell in a Cell, it's Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston, right? Because that would be the freaking logical thing. 
But no, they're doing Drew McIntyre again. Again? They've only done it on every Raw since WrestleMania. So they do uh. Kofi and Drew twice. Oh my God. Drew wins both times. Only one of them was a number one contenders match, though. So, first of all, okay. If you want Drew in the title match, if your plan is you're going to put the belt back on Drew, why wouldn't you do a three-way with the guy that's actually beat Bobby Lashley? Because keep in mind, Drew McIntyre has not beat Bobby Lashley at all. (laughs) And he has a title match at Hell in a Cell with him. When was the last time, other than Kofi Kingston, that Bobby Lashley even lost? This is painful, Ben. This is this is this is why I'm glad I don't subject myself to this garbage every week. Good lord! Okay, Bobby Lashley has been one of the most protected guys in this freaking company for a year. Yeah, they misused him for a long time, and now he's the most protected guy in the company. I'm fine with that. I don't have an issue with that. The way they're booking Bobby Lashley right now, I have no problem with. He's winning. He's the champion. I don't have an issue with that. What I have an issue with is the fact that every match he's had has been against Braun Strowman or Drew McIntyre. What's the point? They just think it's okay to give you the same match every week. SmackDown, they don't do that, though. Well, SmackDown's a better show, though. <laughs> it's booked by the same fucking people. I I know. I I don't know what their goal is. I don't understand how it's to make out. the USA network look like a garbage network. And they're, they're, like I don't know what their ratings are, but Oh my god. It has to be They're like, averaging about one some 1.6, 1.7. But I just saw numbers from 2014 earlier today that were like 3-4 million. 24 and 2014 was not that good of a time. Better than this. Yeah, I guess that they 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 have they have gone worse than one of the worst years in recent memory. No, you're thinking of 2013. That was the worst year, one of the worst years in recent memory. Well, those those two years were both not that good, but they were both better than this. In terms of the raw side of things, SmackDown has been genuinely fine for the better yeah. part of a year. From Since all... they moved to Fox. Since they moved to Fox, SmackDown, for the most part, has been fine. Right. And I didn't catch SmackDown tonight, because again, I was not home. I could only watch one of these shows, and I picked AW for obvious reasons. I didn't hear much about it. I to be to tell Apparently you the they're doing Rey Mysterio and Roman Reigns at Hell in a Cell. You're joking. Nope. Not Dominic. Wonderful. That's just that's just great. That's, I'm fine with Rey Mysterio in a main event. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but... And it's going to be a good match. I'm sure it will. It's just... Just like, like... Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre will be a good match. If I hadn't already seen it four times. Yeah, I just... Well, what can I say? 
Honestly. Now, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre had such a good match at WrestleMania, I'm not sure they'll ever live up to it again. And maybe that's no. why they keep doing it, because it was so good at WrestleMania. But you don't realize the amount of things that went into that WrestleMania match. For you a can't... poorly built WrestleMania, that was one of the better built matches, if you remember correctly. I do remember. It was all about eh. Drew's conquest to get his title back. And then he failed. And now he's getting ganked by Bobby on Raw. And it's not always even in matches. Sometimes Bobby just beats him up. Or he beats up Bobby. Or in the case of this week, he slices the table in half with his sword. Are you, You're joking. No. They had a contract uh. signing. And at the end of it, they brawled. But before that, Drew cut a table in half with his sword. If I told you this was one of the highlights of this show. Oh. Do we have to talk about Raw anymore? <laughs> yes, because I have to talk about the end of this godforsaken program. Okay. Go, go ahead. Lay it on me. This show ends. With an Alexis Playground segment. Oh, no, I remember this. I remember seeing about this on Twitter. Is this where Shayna Baszler was basically killed? So, Alexa's in the ring, right? Right. God, this hurts to talk about. Alexa Bliss is in the ring on a swing set with a doll, which is... They've been doing that for a bit. They've been doing that for a while. Too long. Doing it at all is too much. My first problem with this is Alexa Bliss is one of the best female wrestlers they have that's active. I'm not counting Becky Lynch in that just because she's not there right now. And I'll talk about Becky in a minute. But Alexa Bliss, who in ring, when she's not doing this stupid gimmick, is second to none. Arguably the best mic worker you have not named Becky Lynch in your female division. Mm -hmm. Because you're not beating Becky. You're just not. Is arguably the most over, other than Sasha maybe, or Becky. So remember, right before the pandemic, Alexa Bliss was really over. Yep. Very over. The stuff she was doing with Nikki Cross was doing really well. Because it was genuine. It was real. You could feel it. In a year, we have gone from her and Nikki Cross being tag team champions in a good women's tag division, right? Mm-hmm. It was never great, but it was better than it is now. Now it's, it's almost non-existent. Yep. And they would feud with Sasha and Bailey, or the Riot Squad, or the Iconics. You know, Alexa and Nikki had a... You remember the Raw match those two, those four had that was just really good. Oh, yeah. And it came out of nowhere, too. It was just like in the middle of the show, and it was just a really good match. And I sent it to you, and remember, we were both blown away. We were just like, okay, here we go. Some good women's tag wrestling. And you're a sucker for a tag match anyway. I sure am. 
And you don't care if it's men or women. You're just a sucker for a tag match. I, I do really like tag matches. And you don't care what the gender normally. I think with tag matches is they have the potential to be some of the best matches, but also some of the worst matches. So back to this segment on Raw. Mm-hmm. Alexa calls out Shayna. And here comes poor pin by Reginald Shayna. I'm not even going to get into that Reginald stuff. I'm mad enough as it is. Don't even bother. We all know what happened. So, Alexa comes out, calls out Shayna. Shayna comes to the ring and says, your doll is stupid. Okay. (laughs) Meanwhile, keep in mind, as Shayna's coming out, the grown men announcers sitting at the announce desk, Jimmy Smith, Corey Graves, and Byron Saxton. I would argue Byron Saxton isn't a grown man, but his age <laughs> says otherwise. Anyway. Then. Things happen and somehow they get backstage. D- don't ask me what it was because I don't remember because I don't care. Big surprise. Then, as Shayna goes backstage, supernatural things begin to happen. The lights flicker. She's like, oh, it's just a stupid doll. And then she gets flattened out, and the show goes off the air. Huh? I hate What this. do you mean she gets flattened out? I don't remember, Bryce. All I remember is the show ended with her beat up on the ground. I didn't see the whole freaking thing. It was some stupid supernatural, like, fireball blinding flash thing. And it sent her down. And that was the show. So, and people... And people wonder why WWE's numbers are down. WWE loyalists are fuming. Truly. Even, even people that were loyal to this company are giving up. There, there are people who are loyal, not us. No. We are loyal to professional wrestling. There's a big difference there. 100%. Me and you are fans of like professional wrestling, not just WWE. I wouldn't even call not. myself a WWE fan right now. In fact, I... I'd say I'm pretty far from it. If you can't find something for Aleister Black to do, I don't know who the hell you're... Buddy Murphy. Braun Strowman. How they messed up Braun, I don't know. Braun two years ago was the biggest thing they had. Three years ago. Remember, before WrestleMania in 2018, 2017-2018, who was the most over guy in the company? Strowman. As a baby face, this guy doesn't need to be a heel. This guy was over as a baby face. A big guy over as a baby face. This should be simple. At the time, you had Brock Lesnar on your roster. Now, granted, him and Brock had worked together and it didn't exactly work out, but you had other people he could have worked with. At that time, you still had Mark Henry on your roster. You could have done something with Mark Henry. 
at that time, you had the option of putting him with Cena. What did you do instead? You put Roman Reigns with John Cena when you should have probably done Braun Strowman. You're kidding me. Braun Strowman was the easiest thing in the world to get over. Alistair, I I can see where they messed it up, but at the same time, I don't get how they did it. Right. They didn't even try with Buddy Murphy, though. They 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 just didn't try. They they never gave him the push and attention he needed. Same thing with Ruby Riot. That's easy. Right. Ruby Riot was so easy, and they goofed it up. And now they're all gone. Like. How? Okay, you mess up one of these guys, all right, fine. You messed one up. Everybody's going to mess up here and there. AW sure has. Impact really has. ROH has. Everybody everybody in the wrestling business, everybody in the world has messed up at some point. You're going to make mistakes along the way. But when you have them this frequently, it really it really sends a bad statement out to everyone. It blows my mind that they've screwed up this bad. Yeah. To the point where I just I don't care anymore. How I in just, the hell? Okay. I just don't want to watch it. I get it. Or I get be it. near it. I get it. You missed on Alistair Black. All right, fine. Tommy Ann's going to find work somewhere else. But how the hell do you let Braun Strowman go? That blow... Any of these people. Honestly, even Lana. They could have figured something out for Lana. No, she wasn't a great wrestler, but you could have done something with her. She's good on the mic. could have put her with anybody you could have put her with damian priest if you wanted to have him be a heel which is what he was in nxt which is why i don't get why he's a babyface now i don't get it why is damian priest a babyface i don't know i i feel like he wasn't in nxt long enough great wrestler you could argue he maybe never should have been in nxt in the first place and they should have just had him come up and be a monster heel you could make that argument absolutely but it just felt so bizarre watching that transition. Now, that's not to say anything against the match he had at WrestleMania. No, that match was way better than it should have been. That was probably my favorite tag match on WrestleMania. Absolutely. Not my favorite match, my favorite tag match. I'm being very specific there for a reason. And in terms of WrestleMania moments, the only one you had was the one with Bad Bunny. You could argue Roman Reigns double-pinning Daniel Bryan and Edge was a WrestleMania moment. I would also make an argument that Sasha and Bianca was. But nobody agrees with me on the Sasha and Bianca thing. By the way, a lot of people don't like that match for some reason. I don't get it. That is disappointing. Because that match was wonderful. I would argue it was the best match on night one. Other than Drew and Bobby. Because Drew and Bobby was just special. And I've said that a million times and I'll say it again. Drew and Bobby the first time was special. 
it yeah. felt special the first time. It won't at Hell in a Cell. It won't ever again. And I'm excited for SummerSlam in Las Vegas. Mostly because there's going to be a crowd there. And it's going to be huge. It's going to be 65,000 people. And Las Vegas is a cool city. And it's really easy to build a big show there. But you're doing just... it on a Saturday for one thing, which is a problem in and of itself. Right. Now, I get why they're doing it on a Saturday, because the Raiders have a preseason game that week. And they have to set up for it. I understand that. And they need a week to turn the stadium from SummerSlam to football. I understand that. That next week, the Raiders have a preseason game at home. I understand that it, that stuff takes time. But why they think it's a good idea. I And I even understand wanting to have SummerSlam on a Saturday. I even understand that. That, that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they're doing it on the same night as a Manny Pacquiao fight, his first fight back in America in years. That's foolish of them to do. Across the street. Oh, my God. I don't know if it's across the street, but it's walking distance. It's close. Wow. And supposedly <laughs> wow. they're going to be starting earlier so they can get the show over in time for people to go to the Pacquiao fight. So how early are we talking? An hour earlier, and it's only going to be a three-hour show or a four-hour show or whatever. But th they want to make sure they get everybody out of there in time to go to the Pacquiao fight because they understand that if they don't do that, they're not going to have any ticket sales. The Pacquiao fight is going to be the biggest show in town, and they know it. And, and maybe they're trying to... Maybe they're trying to write off the popularity of the Pacquiao fight. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. And if, if that's what you're trying to do, then fine. Make a deal with whatever promote. I think it's the WBC that's promoting the Pacquiao fight. Make a deal with them. Have the Pacquiao fight sponsoring SummerSlam. Why not? You might as well at this point. Right. WWE's had tie-ins with boxing before. Tyson Fury. So why not tie in with the Pacquiao fight? You'll get more ticket sales that way. Because they don't think, Ben. They don't think. Is that not what you'd do if you were booking an event the same night as the Pacquiao fight? Oh, that is what I would do. If you're going to would... ride on the popularity of the Pacquiao fight, ride on the people that are in town for that, why wouldn't you just market around it? That'd be the smart thing to do. But we do not have smart people making these choices. Have Manny Pacquiao make a one-minute appearance at SummerSlam. Have him go out there and wave at people. I don't give a shit. You know what? I'd be fine if they did SummerSlam on a Saturday afternoon. You know what I mean? They're inside mm -hmm. anyway. The stadium's indoors anyway. Do it on Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. And then you can have all the freaking boxers there. For two minutes or whatever. Don't have them do anything physical. But like. Do something. And now supposedly. Cardi B is going to be there. Fine. You're going to have Cardi B there. 
fine. She's going to host SummerSlam? Fine. I get it. And she's a big wrestling fan, so I have no doubt that she's going to do it justice. As much as I don't like her music, if she's a big wrestling fan and she wants to get involved, we've seen it work before with Bad Bunny. I'm not as against it as I would have been. You know what I mean? Right. Because neither me nor you liked Bad Bunny's music, but in the ring, he was great. I can respect the work that he put in because he definitely did put in a lot of work for that match. And if Cardi B does the same thing, we'll have the same amount of respect for her. Absolutely. Because you know why? That's a lot of work. And if Cardi B is going to host SummerSlam and she's going to put in the work to make that feel like a big deal, good for her. She is a big wrestling fan. She's said that multiple times. And while I don't like her music, fine. You want to do that? Go ahead. I don't have as much of an issue with that as I maybe would have six months ago. And as much of an issue as I initially had with the Bad Bunny thing until I saw how it was going to pan out. And I was like, oh, okay. Here we go. Maybe this is going to work. And then it did. Sometimes it's nice to be wrong. And, you know, I'd like to be wrong about these whole releases being a horrible thing, but I don't think there's a way I am unless they're going to sign them all back tomorrow, which would look even worse, by the way. I think at this point, and apparently they're trying to get Alistair and Samoa Joe back. I, I saw the thing with Joe going potentially going to NXT, but I didn't hear anything about black. Yeah. They already want to bring Alistair back. Like, which is, you can't play with people like that. I you just let him go. Yeah. And if he goes and does something huge somewhere else, your loss. <laughs> yep. Honestly, I don't even feel bad for them at this point if he doesn't come back. Joe, I could understand why he maybe want to come back. Especially if it's back to NXT. Especially if it's injury related, why he wasn't in the ring. If his career is over due to injury, I get why you'd maybe want to go back to NXT and train people or whatever it is he's going to do or do commentary or whatever but if that's not why he wasn't in the ring then why wouldn't you just go home and wait out your non-compete and go back to impact or go to i i don't think joe would work on AEW at this point i think their roster is overloading especially with andrade i think there's too many cream too much cream and it's all rising to the top mm. but i agree AEW doesn't need people right now they yeah, they need, to, they need to stop signing people. <laughs> AEW doesn't need people. They've got a roster. Their roster is already oversaturated. And now, don't get me wrong. It's a great roster. It is a great roster. And it's but it's deep, and that's what's good about it. Yeah, it's got a lot of depth, but it's just... They've got cushion if people start getting hurt. Yeah, which is fine. But then you get to a point where you have so many people that you don't know what to do with all of them, even with B shows and stuff. And that's why I'm so excited for rampage because it's going to get these younger guys more time on actual television, not just dark or elevation. Yeah. It'll be on TV and it'll only be an hour. So we're not, you know, we're not short, sweet, all complete like old NXT. (sighs) Oh, Point of all this is to say WWE is a bunch of freaking morons. 
Yep. Yeah, that's... And I've ranted for almost 35 minutes on this now. Well, if you stuck around this long, well, you're you're brave. You're a true you're a true saint. You're a true saint. We appreciate it. Listening to us talk about bad things. As much as we don't like to sometimes, you know, sometimes you just got to get that shit off your chest. And you know, I understand it. I understand why WWE is the way they are. We know why WWE is the way they are. Doesn't mean we like it. Right. We, they are the way they are because the man running this company is old. And out of touch, which is the most important factor, in my opinion, is he's out of touch. And people are trying to blame Bruce Pritchard or blame, you know, whoever. It's like, dude, Bruce probably just says yes to whatever Vince says because he doesn't want to lose his job. Because if you say no to Vince, he gets angry and you're out the door. That's just how it works. People want to blame Bruce Pritchard for this. It's like, dude, what the hell is Bruce Pritchard going to do? Yeah, wake up, honestly. Like, he's go- he's doing... It, the. There's one filter in this company and its name is Vince McMahon. What the hell is Bruce Pritchard got to do with it? Yes, he's got a high-ranking position, but what the hell is he supposed to do when the one of the few people above him is the literal owner of this company? You don't say no to Vince when you work when you work in that company. We saw what happened when people say no to Vince. Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, out the door, or you know, Jim Ross. Tri- trivialized, trivialized, you know? Jim Ross, Alistair Black. Yeah, I could go on for days about people that have said don't offense and where they are now. Big show. It's just ridiculous. I, I don't know. But thank you all so much for joining us. It's good to be back. We're going to be back on schedule probably next week. So stay tuned. We've got a lot of stuff coming. I hope stay tuned, folks. I hope everybody, everybody that listens to this show on a regular basis knows that when I say something's coming or we're working on something, I mean it. It's (laughs) because generally something happens. And there's always something brewing. And this time, whatever it may be, something's really brewing folks. So it's going to be a fun, um, would you say this is the biggest thing we've done? Yeah, easily. Like, actually, in terms of sheer amount of time that's going to go into it? Absolutely, 100%. But that'll be our little secret until we get some stuff finalized. It sounds like we're going to have more details for you guys on that next week, actually. So, or late next week, we'll have more details on that. Uh, potentially on next week's dynamite review is when we're going to lay all that out. So stay tuned for that. If not next week, the week after. So in the next couple of weeks here, we're going to have a big announcement and, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. So stay tuned for that. I hope everybody has a great rest of their Saturday. Enjoy your weekend guys. I will be back hopefully Tuesday night for the NXT review. And I hope everybody stay safe. Keep watching wrestling folks. And stay tuned to this podcast because, man, are we are we going to start getting back into the swing of things. Thanks to our sponsor, ExpressVPN. 
And uh, shalom, brothers.